to another episode of the Stubborn Heroes, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Adam, I am the Dungeon Master, and the Stubborn Heroes we have today are Ray, who plays Aerotol. Hello. David, who plays Phileas. Hello. Michael, who plays Belrin. Hello. Billy, who plays Cedric. Hi, guys. And Cody, who plays Amon. That was... Amon. <laughs> All right, everybody roll, see you get some retail. Hello. Just cut me off. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I know. Everybody roll. Let's see who gets to retell the tale of the last 18. episode. Michael! Yes. Damn it! Cody. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Go, Cody. Go, Cody. You guys enjoy that at the beginning. Eh? He's getting put on the spot so much in this episode. I know, let's do this. So we started off with Balrin uh, in a celestial plane of the light. Getting reborn, got, got his... Got the, his power of light. Yukalala is infused into him. He comes back. We're all surprised. He licks a pencil. David licks a pencil next. Okay, enough, guys. <laughs> Let him do it. What? I was licking a pencil. I was looking after him. Okay, go ahead. And Drake kissing. Stop in. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Michael just threw up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> they never addressed the fact that Phileas <laughs> said I love you. I just want to point that out. I don't think they will. <laughs> Go ahead. He, doesn't, he won't remember it. He has to tell me these things. I don't put connection. Like I love dots. him like a brother. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Mm. Yeah, go. I love my brother. So we're all surprised that he's back. He doesn't remember at first. Then he starts getting the images back. And then afterwards, we go out to the, the outside. We get on top of the ship on the deck. And then the Dwarven Prince comes with a group of guards introduces himself to Princess Oriana. A few of us feel suspicious. I do a detect magic to detect a communicator in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And then after he leaves, after a little bit of talking, we all get off the ship and we go our separate ways. The halfling, the paranoid one, goes to the dwarven, the dwarven camp, sneaks in, and finds out a plan or some some kind of plan or surprise for Princess Oriana. I, uh, Miamon goes to the elemental arena, bets money, loses, and I stay there. Phileas goes to the Druid camp and tries to bring a seed a lot uh, to life. Uh, Eretol just goes around the camp and tries to remember faces of everyone's for the entire day. Um, Balrun goes to, what's the store called again? Morty's. Morty's <coughs> customer Returns service area. And customer and relations. Customer's relations. Gets the real oath bow, gets kicked out, then realizes that he has powers and spends the whole night sleeping and or practicing with that. One day I'm going to find mm-hmm. that Morty fucker. We all head back later uh, near the end of the night and... We talk to Princess Oriana, 
somewhat convince her that it might be a trap for her to get married. And we have a plan to... Cedric's masterful plan, which was called the Water. What is Operation... Uh... Slippery Snake. Yeah, Slippery Operation snake. Slippery Snake. Yeah. Of Amon disguising himself as Princess Mariana and probably to just try to figure out what this plan is and to stop it. And that's how we ended it. Yep, okay. Yeah, so the next morning you all awaken. It's a clear day. The representatives of each faction have all gathered at the steps to the summit. Two Dragon Guard paladins now stand at each side of the steps. A golden-robed old man with a wooden staff stands in the center, speaking loudly. His eyes are white. People of the realm, the Dragon Guard welcomes you to the island of Thordor. Like generations before you, you have shown restraint and put your rivalries and wars aside, and come together at this peaceful time. The pilgrimage to the summit is a sacred act, but can also be a perilous one. Only those able-bodied enough to make the climb should continue. And as this is going on, um, as you, I'm guessing you're all approaching. So what, what are you doing before you approach? Is there anything anybody wants to do in the morning uh, before you are approaching this massive crowd? Uh, let's go to Phileas first. What is my spell done? Your spell is complete, yes. And you open up your eyes, and you're holding the seed in front of you. And Myra sort of wakes up and says, Did it work? I don't know. And you're rubbing the seed, and suddenly you would see it sort of wiggle and shake, and then two pupils appear, and two eyes appear on it, as well as a mouth. And sprouting out of each side, just the size of a twig, are two little legs and two arms. And you're now cradling this <laughs> seed now, almost as if it's a baby. And it's just like, where am I? What am I? You are a seed. I am a seed. That will turn into a beautiful what is a island. What is a seed? What is an island? <laughs> why is it? Why is it always you, David? <laughs> he's got. He's got intelligence of over ten. He should know Just, what this stuff. You is. gave him intelligence, but he, he, that's why he wants to learn. You didn't give him wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him intelligence, but no wisdom. So it's the ability to learn, yes. but not necessarily to retain that information. I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain to him what an island and uh, yep. and a seed is and what. And, Myra's like, oh, he's so adorable. And she sort of holds him, and he's making all these little infant baby noises. What am I? <coughs> what am I? Does this unit have a soul? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? And she's at Aiden, he's asking all these questions. So I'll, expi- I'll, I'll explain what he is. He's a seed that will one day grow into a giant land, a beautiful land that will house many, many people who would take care of him and... Or her. Okay. Whatever it is. And all that stuff. And um, I'll ask it if it what knows... What do you want me to be? What do you want? Uh, that, wasn't a se- that wasn't a sentence. <laughs> what do you want me to, to do? I'll, I'll ask him if he knows what the black dot on him is. What the black dot on him is? Black dot. He just starts freaking out. What the hell? Ah, what's that? He starts scratching at it with his little twigs. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. He does not know what it is. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> Death He's like, my entire plan out the window. I didn't need to bring so him I'll, back I'll, to this. I'll, I'll pet him. Put him back in my hood. Yep. 
So that would be his little bed, his yeah. little home. Yeah. And I'll, you know, there'll be my little eyes and ears behind me and stuff. Yeah. And I'll answer any questions he's got. Okay. Um, I guess we'll head back to the boat. Okay. So you head back to the boat? Yep. yep. Well, what's Bellerin doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just waking up and uh, head back to town. So you go, you go back to the crowd and everything? You're yep. not going to reveal anything that's occurred? Not any information that you have? Not yet. Okay. I want it to be a surprise. Okay. I won't be surprised. I already know there's a god or some kind of thing in you. Shh. You'll be surprised. <laughs> there's so much crazy shit going on. <laughs> My mind's trying to process it all. Okay. Okay. Your mind cannot process anything. Well, before we do that, can I inspect the black dot quickly? Yeah, you can do a medicine check? Uh, I've got nature, actually. A nature check. I can do a nature check. Okay. On it. 25. Of 25. Um, it just would seem to be some sort of little blemish that's on his side. Uh, you'd sense that there is... How do I word this? That this um, was not placed there. This is just part of the seed. Okay. That um, so symbolically it means something, but you wouldn't be able to figure it out through a nature check, like religion check. It's yeah, something like that would help. Just for now, all, all you get is that same image of the of the island and then the, the one black oak tree. <coughs> okay, um, in knowing what that about, I, I'm assuming you guys told us. No, because we haven't had a chance to meet up. Well, no, we're all, we're all here now. I'm on the boat or at the uh, or at the meeting? Uh, we're, all the, we're all at the boat. I went to the meeting. Oh, you went to the meeting, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll... Everybody's there. Yeah. I'll tell you guys some, don't worry. Okay, so anyways, um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to give the seed to Myra. Okay. I'm going to, you know, pat the seed and say Myra's going to take care of you. Because <laughs> it's annoying and you don't like it? Yeah. No, because, oh, okay. because that way, if there's something that happens, it won't be in danger. But isn't it only a bond with you? No, it's, it, it, it will do, it'll do what I say and he also doesn't get injured. But not Myra. Huh? Tell me and my companions. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. We'll count Myra in there. I don't care what this Me and my companions. Okay. And she was yeah, there yeah, with yeah. me anyway, so... Myra says, okay. My, Where do know, you want me to go? Just stay on the boat. You want her to stay on the boat? Yeah. Okay. Because if something happens up there, she'll be safe. Cool. Maybe she'll go back to Wall. You know, she'll go back to Wall and look at the kid, and she'll take the seat with her. I'll, I'll meet back up with them after. How is she going to get back? Fly. How is she gonna fly? She's got. She, she, you know how far that is. She can't fly that far. Let me see what wings. Let me, let me check. Oh, I don't want it gone for long. Okay, hold on. Let me check it. What do you not want it gone for long? Because I wouldn't want to play with it. <laughs> it's a cute little seed. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit creepy. Right. Yeah, just saying. It's, char- it's directed to anybody. Okay, I'll call upon Australius and send Myra and the seed back to Wallace. So, Myra and the seeds are going to go off to Wallace? Yes, so, I have, so I'll call upon Australius, or Australius will take Myra and the seed to Wallace and check on the kin and everything else. And uh, Yeah, Orcilius appears at the harbor. Yeah, up on top. Yeah, up on top, and Orcilius will take him away. Okay. I'll, I'll, give the, I'll give the seed a kiss goodbye, and Myra a kiss goodbye, and away they go. Uh, good luck uh, on your way to the summit, Uncle, and uh, may Sylvanas be with you. And you as well. And uh, they take off. <laughs> okay. And they take off. And now you're standing uh, again, and you guys heard... Um, I go over there. Yep. Nobody asked what the seed was, but okay. 
You've done a lot of weird things. They saw the scene. No, we didn't. We were at the meeting. Yeah, yeah, they're They're all up there. None of them saw it. All right, that's true. No, you saw it. You do that a lot. I know. So I joined them. Hey guys, what's up? Where the hell were you? Why are you looking at me? I was bringing. I look at all of you. You just feel like I look at you. I I I look at every single. Oh yeah. Okay. So Aruto's gonna do two things at this moment. Um, he's going to cast Alarm Mental, um, so anything that enters uh, one mile radius that I don't remember, an alarm will kind of alert me. I know what Alarm is, but it alerts you to non-magical danger, right? No, it just alerts me when non-designated creatures enter. Non-designated creatures enter, okay. The designated ones are obviously the ones making There are tens of, tens of thousands of people here. So, I mean, it's kind of complicated. I, okay, not sure. If, if something, let's just say something that's sort of off. Off. I get it. I get, I get what you're saying. Okay. No, I totally Whatever. get what you're saying. He'll try, he'll believe it works yeah, because it's yeah. stupid like that and he likes cats yep. instead of suspicious dwarves. Yep. Um, he's also gonna uh, just kind of like tap these guys, like a friendly tap, just to kind of say hey. But as he does that, he's gonna cast Magic Mouth. Uh, as a ritual, so it doesn't use up a spell slot, and I'm gonna implant that when the pilgrimage, like it's to leave a message, like a literal message. So as soon as we start the pilgrimage, I'm gonna spell out to both of them. I have to say this in under 25 letters. So, <laughs> Amon, yeah, I know. Please count because I might go over. I might have to reword. Amon four. What? Do the spaces count as a lot of letters? No. No, no, not letters, words. Oh. You said letters. You said letters. Did I say letters? You said letters. Is it letters or words? It's words. Are you sure about that? Implant 25 words. 25 words. Over a period of 10 minutes. 25 words. So, Amon will take Oriana's place. Dwarf Prince is suspicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll say Mm -hmm. imminent attack. On Thorn or all. Mm-hmm. So I have like seven left. Um, well, 24, you said? 25. 25? You got more than seven. You're, you're only oh. at, uh, let's see, that's 13. Oh, whatever, okay. Um, that's one more. Yeah. And then I'll just say meeting at top, then purple monkey dishwasher. Then purple monkey dishwasher, that's 20 exactly. You got five more words. You got five more words. I really like fluffy cats. <laughs> Okay, so you've given that message to Amon? Yeah. Phileas? Uh, no, to these two. Talk to those Because they weren't here. Do I talk. notice? Like, oh, I, I would see Oriana. But they won't hear that message until we start the pilgrimage. Oh, yes. okay. That was the catch. Gotcha. Does she, uh, does she have the cloak on, it, on her? Yes. Okay. She never, yeah, she's wearing it. It, it well, she, she's not. She doesn't have it on. No, I'm saying, but she's wearing it. So. Yeah, she's yeah, wearing it. It shouldn't matter on the way up. It will matter at the top because I, we'll do the sure switch thing. I just want to make sure she had it. Yeah. And the yeah. old man who's there again, he said, uh, only those able-bodied enough to make the climb should continue. And some of the older people who don't feel like they could make this huge climb for hours up these steps, they sort of step aside. But still, now there's at least 10,000 people there standing at these steps. It's a lot of people. Uh, fly up. Okay. <laughs> he says, follow me. And he turns around, he starts his climb, and the entirety of the crowd begins to move up. Are you guys going to move up as well? 
Yes. Constitution checks for everybody to see how well you handle this long. I never said yes. Climb. He said yes. Oh, okay, you're going to stay down there, are you? <laughs> never said we couldn't do that. 17. Oh, fuck. 25. Man. 25. 17. 17, okay. Eight. Nine. <laughs> Eleven. Okay. Anybody who didn't get over uh, 13, you're going to be out of breath when you reach the top. It's not that consequential. It's just you're going to be very out of breath. This is going to be a tough trek for you. You're like, <laughs> I, I can see that anyway. <laughs> the point of the pilgrimage is using your physical body. Without uh, taking any, uh, without using. Uh, None of this matters there at all, really. But realistically, yeah. if I were to turn into a bird and fly up there, that would be technically using my physical body. I'd be flapping my wings using my physical body to fly up there. Technically. I guess you could make the argument. I'm not going to, because I rolled 25, so I'm good. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's besides the point. Okay, so you begin your ascent up the step over the well, edge. Oriana, does she roll? No. She uses magic to make herself uh, that's not the usher. What? I'm not rolling for her. I'm not. Why not? <coughs> I don't want it. That's not her physical. What about Adele? Holy fuck, David. You're going to prolong this. You have this. to roll 10,000 times. You say there's 10,000 people. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> well, that's a true argument. It's a year for a fucking year. Okay. So. 3,000 people did not make 3, it 3,000 people. 3,556 people did not make it to the top of the summit. 1,500. No, they made it. They're just out of breath. Yeah. So you begin your ascent up the steps, looking up, you see them twist and turn up and around the mountainous summit. Over the edge, you see the paradise that is the rest of the island of Thornerall. Large waterfalls rush into dense jungle on one side. Face spirits wisp around oak and red trees on the other. A swarm of birds fly off in the distance. At some points, the steps become very narrow, so much so that you must walk single file. You get a sense of unity as behind you you see 10,000 other people making the climb. You finally reach the top, completing the pilgrimage. Before you is a circular peak made of stone and marble that spans hundreds of feet in diameter. Straight ahead of you, within the center of the peak, a towering armillary sphere, hundreds of feet high and made of pure stone. The giant sphere churns and twists in multiple directions, seemingly powered by some unknown force. Ahead, you see an entrance into the summit, which is built within the sphere. Welcome to Celestial Summit. And everybody's just like all out of breath. Well, you, you, you two. Who's out of breath and who's not? Oh, those three are out of breath. Okay, you two are just like, oh, you know, that wasn't too bad. All those hours. I'm all about nature. So all those hours of climbing, well... Uh, you, you guys are out of breath, so what are your initial reactions? grabbed you and picked you up. Your initial reactions, making it to the top. Uh, Eritol would be like, Cedric, I know you got short legs and you gotta jump. I don't know why I'm out of breath. Cedric would pretty much just be like, hand on his, on his legs, just give me a sec. Come on, would just like stretch. What's wrong with you guys? Wasn't that much of a big deal. Bellerin's eyes dart to Phileas. I should have stayed dead. Fuck stairs. Ah, your heart's beating. Makes it feel like you're living now. Means I'm not a zombie. <laughs> that we know of. Said she's a zombie? <laughs> um, so, you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> this was a, <gasps> you never know. 
<laughs> the older man in the golden robes puts his staff to the side, and all the people start dispersing around. They're all looking over the edges. They are all, Some of them are entering into the summit. The man who's there, who you guys would assume to be Percival, the immortal, feel free to go about your business for the day before we meet for the plains, Mel. I think we kind of want to meet. Oh, I don't know. I think we should meet up. That's what I was going to say. So you guys will go off we, we, we would have We would have heard that message if we kind of wanted to, like, hey, I'll call him over to a private area. Yeah, I'm going to say you all go off to the edge. And you're standing over the edge looking down. You've never been so high up into the air. What do you do? I have. I fly. I was on pillars. So I was possibly Above in the, the clouds. I was up there. Above the clouds. <laughs> so, I mean. We're private. Nobody can hear us right now? Yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. You're all together. So I'll look at Aaron Del's be there. Like, Oriana's there. Got your message. Do you wish to elaborate? Cool. Uh, yeah, Cedric. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> to my myself. Cool. Uh, yeah. You're still out of breath from the time. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well. Uh, <laughs> all right. Off the rails here. That's why I renamed the group chat. We're getting off the rails here. Yeah. Sorry. What? Um, Do you care to elaborate? Yes. I, uh, Cedric went off on his own and did a little bit of recon without stealing We're anything. We're all there, by the way. You guys can step in. With, without stealing anything, and he overheard. He, he well, stole something? He, I couldn't believe it at first. I was good. He was good. <laughs> the first time for everything? Yes, he was. And Oriana pats one shoulder. Good boy. Continue. He snuck into the Dwarven Prince's uh, tent, or whatever he had set up, and overheard him speaking into that communication device that Amon mentioned, and, uh, yeah, he says he has a plan for Oriana. And, uh, uh, what exactly were the words? She won't see it coming. She won't see it coming. And then remember that letter we found? That's what I was about to say. That imminent attack? Yes. Shouldn't we tell the Dragon Guard about that? Over just by the entrance into the summit is uh, Percival the Immortal, the leader of the Dragon Guard, who is greeting everybody. Technically, you're not alone, because within every uh, five or six feet, there is a, a guard on the edges, but the guards aren't paying you no mind. They're just... Because we are... Like, per, the Percival, you'd be, like, one of the only ones that would yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to tell every single guard, because to plan an attack like this, you either have to be on the in, or so we have to you have to, have to be really stupid strong. Why don't we just take care of it ourselves? Because it's always helpful to have help. Yeah, we've managed. Plus, I'm here now. Do you think this is the attack of... What's his face? Zevenox. Zevenox. I don't know. What's a Zebinox? The uh, evil silver kelp guy. Yeah, I don't. You got psychic damage, yeah, that's true. Maybe yeah. you're a little bit off now. You're always a bit Is there off. any checks or anything we could do to see if it would be Zebinox? I don't think I, you could. I don't know. Tell. You guys can do whatever you, you want. You have you have the rest of the day. It's about noon. Because we have so. until we have until like late evening. Yeah, the eclipse is at midnight, so we have time. If this because if this is Evanox, then yeah, I think so. I think what's the plan? We should. He's gonna turn into a girl. <laughs> yeah, he's not already. 
Shots fired. I'm gonna stay out of this one. Cedric, I don't know if you want to come with me to go tell Percival. Yeah. Mon says nothing. I'll go with you. I'd probably be more di- diplomatic than... Well, I mean, you look pretty regal with your horns and stuff. Maybe we could decorate that yes, a little I'm bit. A, but... but because I am a elder, you might help. Yes. You're an elder you... with the druids. You guys hear yes. Percival. Come on through. Yes, come, come. All are welcome during the plains, Bell. How about you, Bill? Where's you wanna, Percival? You Where help? He's right over here. Oh. Do, do you want to come with us, or you can help Amon and Oriana, whatever prop? How diplomatic do you wish to be? Later. If Amon looks around, wouldn't he see, like, onto something? Like, around the summit. Yeah, see yeah. yeah. Wheels first. He just looks around and somebody see. I can't tell you what I'm doing. Well, Bellro can... Bellro, you can keep an eye on... Okay, guys, we're going to give... He wants to do something. So what you see, Amon, you, you look sort of look over the edge, you just see, like I said before, you're so high up into the air. Over like like the summit, like what's Yeah, the, the summit, just like I explained, this is a ginormous armillary sphere. It's a uh, churning sort of globe, it's hollow almost, and there's spheres churning and everything. It's moving right now because the plane's melt is about to happen. It, 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 this giant sphere was created by the gods to help all the planes line up during the planes mouth. Go inside. And Amon walks away from you all. I'll be <laughs> back later. Yes, come on through. Come on through. And he puts his hand out and he stops you. <laughs> he says, you don't go in yet. I need you all here. Why do we all have to wait? You all have to be here. Just You just said we can go wherever we want. I was speaking to them. I wasn't speaking to you. Who are them? Uh, the others who are here. And uh, you guys would see that Percival, that Mon has just walked up and started speaking to Percival. Uh-oh. was like, that's not good, is we it? should probably interject. That's probably a bad thing. You You've been all... with us long enough. I, I, yes, yes, I know that's a bad thing. Let's go. Let's go before he does more damage. Before they walk up, I'm persuading. Okay, you yeah, have yeah, nat 20. Wow. Nat 20. Yeah, he's Percival the Immortal. Even if I get a 20, it has to be a nat? It has to be a nat 20. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> um, he pushes you off the off the mountain. Percival, uh, I'm just asking. That's it. How okay. is that going to beat that? Ask me. I just want to go in and see. And he waves inside. his hand, and as you're speaking, your voice is gone. He silenced you. I just spill magic on myself. Okay. Uh, you, you've gone silent. You're just sort of <laughs> moving your mouth, like then you realize that he silenced you. That's when the rest of the people, uh, the, the rest of the group arrives. And you've all stepped in front of Percival. It's like, ah, the heroes arrive at last, just as it was foretold. Who, who told? Who told you? And Amon, now I'm guessing you will dispel your magic. Yes. Okay, you dispel the magic. That's not very nice. Amon, you should probably learn to shut your mouth once in a while. I always am. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally arrived. Noriana's like you were expecting us. I'm not speaking to you. Princess, I'm speaking to these five. Yes, the Librium told us that you would come here. Aratol from the other world. Belrin, blessed by Celeste. Phileas, the elder of the Circle of the Moon. Who escaped death? A man who's torn between demons and otherworldly creatures. And, of course, Cedric, champion of the downtrodden. What's a downtrodden? <laughs> as funny as the Librium said you would be. Founders of Crow's Corner. 
Um, he'll nudge Aerotone. Like, You're from another world? Yeah, baby. Welcome. Now, I'm guessing you have questions, so go ahead. Are you immortal? I am immortal. <clears throat> like how immortal? After the Dragon Guard was formed during the Dragon Wars, we were placed in charge of protecting Celestial Summit and helping to usher in the New Age and try to bring peace throughout the realm. I was a general during the Dragon Wars. They appointed me to be the leader of the Dragon Guard, and they blessed me with immortality. So if someone hit you right now, would you die and then come back to life, or would you not take Ah, immortality is... It does not mean that I'm invincible. I can die. I just do not age. That's not really immortal. It all depends on the definition of immortality, Amon, which you can learn about in the Eternal Library inside after we speak. Okay. Wait, what? Do you know what the Librium of Knowledge is? No. Investigation. 24. You have heard murmurings of a great book in the material plane of this realm, where it is a book that legend says contains knowledge, uh, powerful old knowledge. Something about old knowledge, really powerful legends? Power? Knowledge? Where? (laughs) Yes, well, I think you will find your answers inside, but, uh... Inside! The Librium knowledge, some scholars will spend their entire lives translating just some of the text, only to learn a recipe for poached vulture eggs. You never know what information you'll get from it. But every once in a while, we do get prophecies, stories of things that are to come. The Librium holds all the knowledge of past, present, and future. All the chain of events that will lead from now until the end of time. It's a book? It is the book. But, either way, you all wanted to tell me something. The Librium told me that. Any more than that, I do not know. Yes, uh, I'm on hide your book boner for a second. Um, <laughs> Hold on. How true is it that... Violence would smite you. That, uh, you mean me specifically? In, have you seen it actually happen in the past? In the land. You're talking land. about, well, yes. No violence. It has happened in the past. Those who have taken up arms or tried to start quarries with one another on this sacred land, the gods stepped in. Once, Bahamut himself stepped through and burned their entire people with dragon fire. These stories are completely true, I can promise you that. Although that was a long, long time ago. So if I were to hit somebody with my cane, that would be considered an act of violence, and I would be... Did you do it with the intention to kill? That's a matter of opinion. Nobody has seen it in a long time. And, uh, so I, I guess we have no way of proving it unless somebody tries to kill another person. What are you saying? You think somebody is going to try to break our rules? Do we have? Did we bring the letter with us? Yeah, you guys have all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Percival, um, this is what your Librum has told you. We need to speak, but we need to speak in private. And then uh, he just waves his hand, and uh, you would see all the noises of all the pe- crowd talking and everything around you had just gone silent and mute. And he's created a bubble similar to what Oriana did in the past. In Preston. So like a, like a, sort of a like silent a, and in, But it's invisible. And he says, 
No one can hear us. We believe that something or someone is planning an attack on Thornrall, and specifically they're aiming for uh, the Plainsmeld, Princess Oriana, and the marriage. Why would somebody do such a thing? Uh, and who? Uh, we're not sure. Creepy prince guy. Uh, we found it with the Silver Eye Cult. Silver Eye Cult? I've never heard of these Silver Eye Cult. So we will present uh, him with. Zevinox. He, and he takes the scroll that you're handing him, Eritol, yeah. and he opens it and he reads it and he says, I've never heard of this Zevinox either. Uh, I also have a dagger. Yeah. I'll pull out a dagger. So will I. You guys pull out your daggers? And he takes the scroll and he hands it back to Eritol and he says, A dagger? I've seen it before. Who held these? Members of the Silver Eye Cult. Okay. Can you tell me more about them? Where did I find mine? I forget. It was from the drow, wasn't it? No, was mine it was in the... Um... Oh, yeah, I got mine from his chest. That's what it is. I took mine from the chest. Because mine was in the... Uh, my, I pulled out of his chest and put it, put it in my thing. Yeah. The one I have. So that mine came from the drow. All of them came from the drow. The, the right. Silver Eye Cult are a group of yeah. drow, so. I'm sure you've heard of the stories of us traveling through the land, yes. making our way over here to Thornroll. But what you don't hear is the fact that we've been finding little bits of the Silver Eye Cult along the way. We've, we've made a deal with a god, Loth. Loth is dead. Loth is not dead. Oh, interesting development. Not necessarily. Her, her, her memory and spirit lives on. Okay. We've made a deal. I kind of like nudge with Aratol. <laughs> her legacy the, is still the there. The Underdark has been taken over by a character. That is where I... You, oh, no. No, they didn't make it. So, the Underdark, so you're saying the Drow, then? Yes. Interesting. The Drow have been taken over by this Silver Eye cult. And he reaches forward and he grabs the dagger out of Phileas's hand. And he goes, yes. And he's sort of inspecting it and he's like, this is not Drow make. These daggers were forged long ago. They were forged using ancient techniques by the original Dragon Empire during the Dragon Wars. Lots of dragons involved. <laughs> the sil- they're made from the scales of silver dragons. The sharpest objects that we've known. This cult must... Yes. Come with me! And he throws the dagger back to Phileas. Now, not only that, we, we know of the imminent attack. Cedric had snuck in with intent of uh, finding out the truth um, to the Dwarven Prince's encampment last night. And, Cedric, you found the information on uh, something that they're planning? Yeah, he he was being all shifty and shady, and he said that you won't see it coming. Did he say implicitly that he was going to kill her? No. Did did he say in which way he... Um, was planning something malevolent. Did he? Did he uh, lay out a plan? I I only heard one 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 side of the con- conversation because I. You don't even know it. who he was talking to. No, we have a plan for that. Okay. We're Amon will be taking Oriana's place. 
in the marriage. He sort of laughs. He's like, ha, 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 ha. A plan to try to weed out the little scoundrel. Interesting. You know, I've known for about 500 years that you were all on your way, but I didn't know that you would come with such interesting plot developments. I cannot wait to see how this story ends. If we could get the Dragon Guard's help tonight. To do what? In case there's an attack. <laughs> I've heard everything you've said here, dear Aratol, but there won't be any attack on Thornarol. We're the Dragon Guard. We've held this place safe for thousands of years. We're Nobody just... could, no, no force <clears throat> could possibly match up to us, especially some secret organization under the earth. We're, We're completely just... invisible, right? Yeah. Not invisible. Well, not people invisible. can see you, but they can't hear you. Fuck. Okay. It's sort of illusionary. Yeah, they don't really notice whatever. you guys. We're just letting you know that if there is an attack, we will help you. Okay. You want to try to convince him to try to get some guards, uh, uh, sort of maybe watching out for it? Because right now he does not care. Yeah, about he your... doesn't care. So, um, persuasion. you want to do a persuasion? Who, David? What? Well, I... Uh, and I'm all just sitting there itching to get inside. He's like, my charisma is horrible, so it's not good. My charisma is the best. Can you can you try to persuade him? I mean, he did. Is it in that twenty again? He did just say this dagger was like ancient fucking tech. Yeah. And there's no way that the drow wouldn't have made it. Maybe he used his tidbit of knowledge against him. I got unnatural. Twenty. Not unnatural. But I got a 20. Unnatural okay. 20. Persuade him. Uh, I think uh, you should get some guards uh, on duty just in case. Like, Keep them suspicious of everything around them. Percival just sort of rolls his eyes. He's like, you just... If it means that much to you, then I will have some guards stationed looking out specifically for these drow. Well, we'll pick them off before they ever reach the summit. Well, you just said you. this is a dagger from the Dragon War, and now it just suddenly surfaces. So. Strange oddities like that happen all the time. For Tool. instance, I see him, and he points to Belrin, holding the oath bow on his back. A legendary item that I haven't seen in millennia. Hi. It ended up with him. What's an oath bow? Oh. Oh, you haven't told them yet. No. Well, they'll know soon enough. <laughs> he says, anyway, come inside. And he snaps his fingers and the bubble dissipates. And you all start to enter into the spherical large building. And you go downstairs. So not this. It's actually downstairs. And uh, down below, you would then enter into a large open space that's just full of books. It's the biggest library in the world. These bookcases go high into the air. There must be hundreds of thousands of books here. Uh, eyes go wide, pupils go wide. He's happy. Yeah. And he's sort of walking you through it. He says, this is the Eternal Library. Welcome. And then uh, you see several of the people who came up for the pilgrimage are all just grabbing these books and going through them and, and searching for things because they get to finally, only for one day, they get to see eternal knowledge. Among especially the books and bring them into his big black book. <laughs> especially the uh, the magisters. Um, you're allowed to read any, but you're not allowed to take any. He says. So uh, 
you then proceed into there, and you see Percival, his, he's wearing a golden necklace, and upon this necklace, and he puts his hand onto it, and he opens up a uh, doorway, because in the center of the room, there is a circular sphere that you get to through a bridge. He opens up a door into the sphere, and, with, and then he walks you into that, and inside of that is a huge book about 15 feet wide, 10 feet tall, and the, it's just glowing with this powerful, potent energy. And you see several of these scholars are sitting there, and they're waving their hands with magical incantations, and their eyes are closed, and they're just trying to read, read it, and then they quickly jot something down, because they think that they've translated something from it. And he says, this is the Librium of Knowledge. Can I, can I read it? You can try, but it will kill you. It, will t- it takes years and years of scrying and just to get a small bit of knowledge. And like I said, you don't get to choose which knowledge finds you. I'm going to go read it. I'm going to go read it, too. You two are going to... Well, you, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So I'm going to try to read it. Okay. I'm going to try to read it, too. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You. Okay, good luck to you. <laughs> And, and you two, the three of you just go, well, fuck this, and you guys walk up to try to read it. Um, all right. I wasn't expecting that. Um, you guys like to do the unexpected this fucking game. Cedric's curious. Yep. <laughs> it's knowledge. Knowledge is power for me. That is my ideals. Well, who's reading it first? You sit. Uh, just roll uh, wisdom check. 18. Yeah, we don't add proficiency? Unless no, no, you're proficient with them, which your rogue is not. <laughs> so, um. 17? 18. 18 to try and, and. You take four holy damage as your mind is rattled as you just walked up and blatantly attempted to read this thing. You sort of fall back and you take four holy damage. Probably could. It's just, uh, you see Cedric sort of walk up and he's just like, he goes onto his tippy toes, he tries to look inside, and this jolt of holy energy just goes <laughs> into his head, and he's like, ow! And he falls back. The scholars who are there, uh, one of them opens up his eyes and he looks at you, and he's like, you're, you're not even trained to, to peer into the eternal knowledge of, of the Librium. You Sorry, be doing scholar, this. we just have a very curious friend here. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, <coughs> curiosity. Percival just laughs. <laughs> oh, yes, the stories did not do you justice. I would suggest none of you try to read the Librium. Like I said, it takes years and years of, of extensive knowledge and practice to sear and, and even the smallest of words. Alright, well, we both have the same thing. Or phrases. So, like, do you want to just use it and then try to read something? Fusion Han! You're like, interpret languages! Yeah, you know what we're going to I know do. what you're going to use. Oh, he's expecting this. Uh, oh, that's oh, what I I know it. Okay. I know it. Fuck. I don't we're get gonna, that. You had to get a nat 20. Okay, uh, no. Let's start with um, let's start with Eric Hall. Um, who rolled the what? Mine would be twelve. Uh, I guess investigation, right? Yeah. Uh, Twenty doesn't make a difference. You take seven holy damage. Wow. Yeah. That's not fair. Amon, tell me what you do. 
Uh, well, is it like, what is the writing? Because I can pretty much read all writing. It is so, it is completely, absolutely foreign. You wouldn't have been able to, uh, understand it. I read all writing. You wouldn't have been able to understand it, but you rolled a natural fucking 20. So, um, God, what am I gonna do? I gotta give you something. Well, it's just my ideal is knowledge is path to power and domination. Like, that's my ideal. So, knowledge is... I see knowledge as power. So. Yeah, he's not so, specifically looking for anything. Explain to me what you do. I'm going to say that as you peer into this book, you see that there is a holy energy that's trying to push you back, mm-hmm. and then somehow you're going to avoid this zap, and then still pierce through and see something. I guess my eyes, uh, my eyes glow green. Yeah, and like it looks like the flames are coming out of my eyes as well. Like just they're going off in in the air too. Yep. And then I'll be holding my book out too, so I guess that will be glowing. So pushing it back, the, the holy light pushing it back. Mm-hmm. And uh, God damn you, natural fucking twenty. Gotta have. Oh, you gotta spoil everything, don't you? <laughs> Why am I spoiling everything? Because I gotta give you something. I know. And uh, it has to be something that's pertinent to the story, something that's actually meaningful. Because you rolled in that twenty. What you see is Thornaral, mm-hmm. and then you see Celestial Summit, and then you see the skies go black, and you see everything is on fire, and then you see the Librium, and some sort of shadowy form steps over the Librium, and then you're pushed out. That's what you see. Hold on. Before he gets pushed out, yeah, I will approach him, and... Hold him forward. Why? Why? Why not? Before his mind gets pushed out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see holy light. Okay. <laughs> well, he didn't go into it. I know. So when I say he's pushed out, it's like he's back into consciousness. <sighs> he's, so. he's, try, he's trying to shed his holy light. Well, he didn't say that. He just said, I'm going to push him. So. Are you trying to put your holy energy in there? <sighs> Let's see if you get a nat 20. I want to try it. No. Oh, not a nat 20. That's holy. You should have an advantage. So you would take three um, holy damage. You're going to take half as much. I'll say one. You take one <laughs> So you're just sort of zapped as you as you tried. But if you got a nat 20, you would have found out way more, Amon. But Amon, you, that's what you saw. And uh, Percival's like, uh, is the one who grabs you on the shoulder. And he says, the knowledge is not meant for you, Amon. Well, apparently it is. And we were right. Right about what? What did you see? Stuff we discussed before. What did you see? Are we alone? Hmm? Because every, anyone There's scholars us? in the room, but he's asking you. He wants to know. What did you see? Fuck it. Just tell him. <clears throat> I saw the sky go black, everything on fire, and a shadowy figure over the summit and Librium. And he, you see, and he looks concerned. He's looking at you and he's searching you. He's like, Guards! I want you to be at the ready. There may be an attack imminent. And all the guards are like looking a bit shaken. They're like, Yes, Percival. And they run away. He's like, All of you come with me. And uh, he, he leaves the chamber of the Librium. 
you all follow. Yep. Yeah. And uh, when you do, you see he walks up to a part in the library and he's storming off. He's looking much more serious now. He actually brings you into his own chamber where you see several uh, scrolls that are just floating in the air and they seem to have a holy glow and he grabs one and he's like, I think that this will be pertinent to what's going on here. He's like, if this Silver Eye cult works for the Dragon Empire and the Drow are underground, I think this is what you need to know. And you would see this, uh, this scroll, there would be all these different symbols on it that you can't understand. The symbols rise from inside the scroll and you guys are encompassed with this vision. The Librium tells us that it was Bahamut. The chief deity of the Pantheon that created the metallic dragons. In his wisdom, Bahamut made their blood run eternal so that no dragon could slay another of its kind. In a time lost to history, these celestial beasts were guardians to the mortal races and protectors of the realm. But like all beings that possess power, some used it for good, and others for evil. O Malchus, High Dragon of the Silver Brood, began to enslave the mortal races, and used them as soldiers to slay his draconic brothers, and appointed himself the ruler of his new Dragon Empire. As copper and brass fell, only Perilous and his golden brood stood between Omalgus and total destruction. You disgrace our father's name. I will not tolerate you any longer. <laughs> None will stand in my way, worm. Then came the Dragon Guard. Men and women of every race, warriors and wizards, barbarians and monks. The Dragon Guard sacrificed everything to stem the tide of darkness, and they prevailed. In the final battle, deep beneath the earth, Perilous, unable to kill his brother, offered Omalgus one final chance to surrender. Perilous, you fool. I will never yield. This world is mine by divine right. You, and all you have ever known, will burn beneath the weight of my hatred. I will not be denied. And with a heavy heart, Perilous, released his divine power, entombing Omalgus under the earth, where he would be trapped for all eternity. These silver eye, they must be working to bring Omalgus back to life. They are. How do you know? I had a vision. 
Tell us. And I saw it. You saw what? I saw them chanting to O'Malgus' fossil. Impossible. Nobody knows where O'Malgus is. Silver Eye Cult does. These drow. It's underground. I understand. Who has the highest history? I have five. We got seven. I got eight, so. Both do it. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Low rolls everywhere. I got 18. You all might as well roll. Jeez. Funny if he's the one who gets it. Oh my god, she's lying. <coughs> no, I, I got 18. Nice. You hear a voice. What I got, yeah. Wait, you two? You, we both got 18 technically. Okay. What if they were trying to bring him back to life to, to, to attack here now? You're saying that the drow worship him? That this silver eye? Maybe they uncovered him? him and now worship him? Yes. After Loth was killed, they must have began digging, and then they found Omalgus's body. And now they work towards bringing him back to life. And that's why they needed Razend. Our old enemy has been born anew. I will need to ponder this. It makes sense to me now why the Librium told us that you would be coming here to warn us of this attack. Now we can be ready. I'm sure. Is it possible for them to take Omalgus's spirit and put it into a dragonborn? No. uh, Perilous froze Omalgus in crystal deep beneath the earth and buried him. But in order to do so, they took his power, all of his rage, his fury, and they encased it inside of a hydraxine crystal. That crystal was taken by the Shadow Monks to an unknown location. And that's where it's been since. They would need to retrieve that in order to do anything with it. But the chaotic energies would kill anybody who got near it. Yeah. (laughs) When I first came here, I ended up in a cave. Okay. That had the crystal in it. What? You've seen the crystal? The Shard of Omalgus? He touched it. And became ugly. You were scarred by it. I can sense it now. And that's how I saw my vision. Our old comrade, Razend. Dragonborn. He's a dragonborn. And he was black. But in my vision, he was becoming silver with silver scales. Nobody could possibly take in that power into their body. Omalgus was massive. His entire form, the size of a mountain. Just like this guy's calves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, very big calves? Very big calves. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Bigger That's than a mountain sometimes. Something to keep in mind then. Did you ever make contact with him again? Are you able to now? No. Since the scars have vanished, I have not been able to sense anything. Hmm. That's too bad. Maybe you could have learned things over time had you have kept the scars. I would have died within two days. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> kind of put you in the corner. Okay, well... I've cheated death three times now. <laughs> I will I will ready the guard. We will be ready in case there is an attack. But we have to let the planes melt go on like normal. The gods will whisper to me the name of the next age. The world must know. We will see you this evening, he says. Now, what would you guys like to do for the rest of the evening before uh, the wedding? Go prep our plan. 
Hmm? Go prep our plan. You, yeah. But what does everybody else want to do? Anybody want to do anything? You're it's just not much I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go go read. Okay. I'm gonna go the infinite knowledge and read. Okay. Uh, roll. We'll see what you find. Do you want to practice your acting? <clears throat> read, uh, what do you want me to roll? Just roll straight or? Uh, no, roll a uh, investigation for looking for magical books. I'm guessing, right? Important things. Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Uh, not nat twenty. So. Um, you find a magical book. God, I'm just gonna make up a name. Um, just make up a bunch of names because I'm probably gonna. Do you want to look too? Yeah. Okay, you look. A two. I'm going. Eritol finds a uh, guide. How to cast? She do something like a house idiot's to guide. Find like someone found the thing to kill a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to defend an attack yeah. on a roll or something. It's just a kid's book. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like this idea better. It's, uh, it's, uh, you, you find a book called The Idiot's Guide to Casting Magic Missile, which you are, is a spell you already know. Um, Cody, I believe there is books in here that I can give you. I'm just gonna, first one I see. As soon as the book shows up. Okay, you get the Manual of Bodily Health. Uh, I'll tell you what it does in a sec. Um, that other book on the other side. That's Manual of Clay Golems. That would have been cool. You could make clay golems. That's the first book. You just didn't look at the page. I know, but this was the first one I looked at. Boom. So, Manual of Bodily Health. I don't know what it is, but we'll figure it out. But add it to your list. Not that you'll use it because you get items and then you never use them. So, <laughs> what are you doing, David? I am going to look for a book that would... Specifically? Specifically. If you look for a specific book, if you roll high... You might find it. If you roll low, you'll find nothing. Or you could roll. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking for like not one specific book, but okay. like a book books on, on um, seeds, blemishes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Black spots on, on yeah. seeds, you know. Magic. Like that. Yeah. Anything that I could find in regards to that. Yeah. It'd be, intel- it'd be intelligence, right? Yeah. 23. Oh, 23. Yes. You find. Uh, uh, Pippa's Guide to uh, Fauna and Flowers. <laughs> and in that book, it does talk about several different types of uh, blemishes on plants and things like that. You have it, you just can't keep it. I'm okay, but I'm waiting through it to find where I can find a black spot. Oh, if, if there's a black spot, it normally means that there is possible parasite within the plant that is feeding off of the plant. And it's a uh, mutually beneficial relationship. It's not like the parasite wants it dead or anything. Okay, but is there a way to remove it? it would say sure, all it gives it. you all different ways to remove uh, to remove parasites like that, yes. And you learn how to do that. Okay. So learn how to remove the parasite? Yes, yes. So you can try it in the future. But if you fail, you'll kill it. You okay. so obsessed with that black spot. <laughs> because it might be an evil spider that's going to take over my island. It's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Jesus wants to listen to no. little spider. <laughs> no. They will die. They will not blacken my, my home Do you want house. to speak to Sylvanas or anything? You don't even need an oak tree here. You yeah. have very close I'll connection. I'll speak to Sylvanas about, about the black blemish. Again, <laughs> and, and with what you've known, that it's yes. possibly a parasite. Okay, well, from him. religion check. 26. Wow. You get a vision, again, of, of seeing uh, the seed fall into the water, the island grow, and it's beautiful, and then there's one black oak tree that just seeps and it doesn't grow or anything but just seeps there and it's just like pulsating pulsating and you're looking at it looking at it and then uh you just see uh loth in your vision a 
and she's laughing. <laughs> and Sylvanas' like, presence, his voice speaks to you and he just says, She is not the one who put it there. And then she would dissipate and then you'd see your actions, you making a deal with the child of Hadar. You would also see I make a deal with you, you, you speaking with an avatar of death. Deeds that you've done, you counting money in a thing, making sure that you have enough money and that you split it up correctly and acting more like a rogue than a druid. You are the one who placed it there, Phileas. Only you can heal that scar. And then you wake from your vision. It's a punishment for your actions. That That was a DM call-out moment. Oh, fuck. But he was worthy to become an elder. Yeah, well, he's the only one. He's the only one available. Maybe if you said something and did stuff, you'd get more stuff. Okay, Phileas is a little bit humbled now. I don't know about that. He's been also making a deal with uh, with Loth was also shown there. She it was, was all him. Uh, he made the deals. She was not the one who uh, placed that there, though. That was there because of you. It was your actions. Don't worry, David. I can say that. That'd be interesting. But I also brought idea. somebody back <laughs> to life. Yes, you've made lots of good actions, but it's like you've also done some shady things. Why don't I count money? You've counted money a lot. So these guys are pointing out so many times you're like, okay, so I get this much, you get this much, and it's like, why do you care about that? (laughs) Even even you can't be perfect, David. I'm sorry. You made mistakes and now your your island's gonna be punished for it. But that was that was near the start though. You've stopped doing that ever since he called it out once. Yeah, and then you were like, Oh I spent like a thousand gold to bring somebody back. Yeah, you're like, I don't care about my money anymore. Hey, let's see what the weight of your heart is compared to the weight of your deeds. I don't know. Let's see. So, um, can what else would you guys like to do? Ertel's go. gonna find the book of the magic yeah. missile and he's gonna just kind of be like, huh, flips through and he just sees like titles like five ways you can make your magic missile more accurate, even though it hits automatically. <laughs> and he's like, huh, slams the book closed, throws it back in the slot, <laughs> walks away. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like a clickbait yeah. article inside the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forty-two ways why Thordoral won't be attacked today. Because this is the plains meld, is he able to try to commune magic and and find a way to like talk with Mistra? Do you know who Mistra is? It was mentioned. Not even really talk. She's just known as the Wanderer, like, though, because yeah. she's she's always somewhere else. The gods. She even alludes. So to she probably gods. won't even show up. You can ask. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know For the I first really time, you're going to do a religion check. Is yeah. what you're saying. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Aerotol doing a religion check. And he rolls a two. What is going on with these rolls the last two episodes? Aerotol's going to try to do something. He fails. He's going to go back do into the have room thing. You have inspiration. No, because you never gave it to me. What? You've never given it to me. Never, for everything I've done, you've never, never given me a single point. We're going to say that you have one. No. That's not fair. You've done some. No, no, you did get one. Yes, you did. When you killed all the spiders. You never gave one. No, yes, you, I did. You I gave no, him one. Posthumously, because it was in a text. I was like, yeah, yeah, because you're like, I think I deserve one. And I'm like, you're right. So you have one. Because so I killed all the spiders. You gave me one. I said, I already got one. Yeah, I it's like, one. you already got one. It's like, <laughs> That's what you did. What? Okay, can we just say when the spiders died, you got one? Okay. Does anybody want to do anything before we skip ahead to right before the wedding? I got my bullets. I will like to mention that. Uh, that Oriana should put on the hood and hide in the crowd so that she's... Going up the stairs, you step into the central chamber of Celestial Summit. 
The sprawling large room here seems more like cathedral and its architecture somewhat different than the rest of the summit. High hanging stained glass windows encircle the sprawling room. Each stained window depicts an image of a different god and glow with a holy light. The wooden walls are crafted and designed with elegant detail and look like the branches of a tree skittering upwards and rising high towards the ceiling. Each small crevice seems to be molded with care along these branches. The walls also seem to permeate a soft glow as magical runes glimmer and shine bright blues and pinks along the aforementioned crafted roots. Several plants and trees decorate the lower chamber, filling it with a rich tapestry of yellows, pinks, purples, and greens. From where you enter, rows of pews begin and move forward to the end of the chamber. These will comfortably sit at least a hundred people during the ceremony. At the end is an elevated level with stone steps rising up. Upon this level is a wide circular altar where stone pillars stand. Pillars are crumbled and old, older than anything else in the room. The ceiling is high, outstretching a hundred feet and open. A giant stone armillary sphere above the summit is seen moving slowly. Above it, the night sky is clear and seems to be enhanced with some magical force. The stars shine with an intensity like you've never seen before. The moon above is large and shines down, illuminating the entire chamber with a glowing moonlight. Percival points towards the open sky above. Do you see them? The nine spheres. He points up to the sky. Upon looking to the sky, you would see nine spherical orbs, each shining a different color and hue as they move across the cosmos. Those are the celestial planes of the Pantheon. They are moving towards our realm, and within a few hours they will meld into the moon. That is what we call the planes meld. This communion of the gods will only occur every few thousand years, give or take. When the gods commune, they will decide a name for the coming age. I will then speak to them directly, and inform the realm of what the next age will be called. Mon's going to do an inspection of this uh, investigation of the spheres. Of the spheres in the night sky? Yes. Okay. Mm, 19. Oh, wow. Okay, well, it's pretty obvious. You know, it's just like how I described uh, there's... the. It's just full of stars. But you'd notice with the sphere spe- specifically, there's not nine. There's You actually notice a tenth sphere. There's a tenth one as well. Um, it is black with a green fiery glow around its edges. It's the Legion world! <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. But, um, yeah, so that's what Ahmad notices. Okay. Okay. Percival well, per- you and per- I imagine you and Percival are side by side. You're, you're about here and you're just looking up to the night sky. Uh, Percival? Yes, Ahmad. Uh, I'm not judging you on how you to count, but there's ten, not nine spheres up there. Uh... What you see there is not a plane of one of the gods. That, and Percival puts a hand upon your shoulder while pointing at that sphere, that black sphere with the green edges, that is the plane of the fallen god. You may know it as the Nine Hells. Long ago, Asmodeus, the god of passion and love, ruled a plane called Ganon, where he harbored mortal souls and gave in to their primal indulgences. 
After the formation of the Pantheon, it is said that he became enthralled by the beauty of the goddess Celeste. But Celeste did not feel as Osmodeus did, for she had already gave her heart to another, the dragon Bahamut. Filled with jealousy and rage, Asmodeus entered the material plane. In his fury, he destroyed the holy temples across the realm. When Celeste refused to acknowledge him, his anger only grew. He burned cities and killed millions of mortals in his wake, threatening to destroy the realm. That's when the Pantheon stepped in. Together they stopped Asmodeus and cast him back to Ganon, erasing his connection with the Pantheon. Asmodeus's fall shattered his plane into nine fragments. Each one he has twisted into a nightmarish mirror version of the planes of the other gods, occupying them with demons that barter for souls of mortals. But you know about that, don't you? Yes, I do. The Nine Hells is what it's called now. He still waits there for the day that he can pierce the veil between our worlds and have his revenge. But, alas, we now reach the final hours of the Age of Growth. I wonder what will come in the next age, what wonderful things we will discover, or what great evils you will need to overcome. Come, Amon, all of you. I'll bring you to the back enclosure. There you can prepare for the ceremony. If this Dwarven Prince tries anything, we will be ready. You guys are all in the chamber with Lady Oriana, because you're still protecting her as well. Um, she's there, she's wearing her cloak. She's like, I will go sit into the crowd. They won't see me, as long as I'm wearing this cloak. And Percival is aware of the situation, so even if he sees me, he shouldn't say anything. Who gr- is allowed on the stage area? Uh, it's up to you guys. I mean, oh, we can we cool. can play this we can play this however you want. Well, I'm gonna cast major armor on myself just so I cast major armor on myself. Okay, that's really it. Okay, you're all in the room with Oriana preparing her. Is there anything specific you guys want to say or do to her? <laughs> really wow, gross. yeah, wow. I'm not having yeah. an energy here, but um, okay. How do you guys prep? I. It's always gonna become an energy. Um, what does Cedric do? He's chilling. Well, he's flipping a coin on a wall. You're just chilling? Do you maybe go out into the uh, audience with everybody else? I'd just be Okay. Over the few hours, HP, does that recover anything? Yeah, your your HP has recovered, yes. Um, That's really it. We all uh, just kind of be like making sure we know the game plan, which really is just him pulling off the act and I guess I will be close on stage so I can maintain the spell and can I also do something to make a, you can do to make a, a, little dis, a little distraction in the sense that nobody would actually if anyone would pay attention they wouldn't really pay attention sure okay so I'll be speaking with animals and I'll talk to any birds that are around so they can kind of flutter around him to make you know, okay. as a you know, a pretty you know, girl. Yeah, 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 like a like a Snow White sort of thing. So yeah. ha- you've already cast the spell and on him? Not exactly yet. No, I was saying, when, when, when he's going to... You guys out, are I'm ready s- to go out. Okay, sp- yeah. I, I <laughs> Lord Dell is going to walk uh, Amon up the aisle. And what I'm saying is, and while, and while, while he's walking up, I'm going to kind of use gusts of wind. A, yep. little, a little gust of wind to make, you know, her hair oh, flow so. and the dress flow and, you yep. know... 
Yep. Illuminate things. Wow. Cedric should be, be more close good by. Even if he's in the crowd, maybe near where Oriana is. Yeah, protector. You should probably be somewhere up high. Upper, up higher. Yeah. So well, you have a bird's eye view kind of everything. He just goes, all right. No, I'm not going to reveal that yet. He's not going to reveal it until it's time. So, I can't wait to see this oath bow of yours. Okay, guys, just position yourselves, <laughs> please, within the chamber here. Position yourselves. There's. I'm going to be up front with Aerotel. One second, I need a. Uh, my... That's any creature, All the way though, up. so if it's random, if it's civilians, or whatever it's going to do them too. Yeah, but I can say everybody does. True. Well, no, you guys are going to come over here yeah. and walk up the aisle. Good. Okay, position yourselves where you are. We'll walk Very with, important. like, right behind. You guys are going to walk with her? Okay. Is there, like, a balcony-esque type area? Um, you could climb into the rafters if you want. Is that what you want or to do? Or walk ahead. You can just stay on the back of the stage. Yeah, and just stay you could just stay back stage. here. Because I was going to say, like, stop to the side of okay, like, where, every, where everybody is, right? Because you know yourself that when you when you do your ball, you can fly up in the air, so you can avoid everybody. We don't know that, but you you know that. Phileas, what are you doing? Do you I'm behind the, him. I don't see you behind her. I, oh. <laughs> I, oh, I have to move my guy. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> you guys are walking are ahead okay. of her? Okay. Well, well yeah, usually there's people that enter in. You want to hide like her flower girls? Her maidens and maid of honors. Yeah, I'm walking behind and kind of blowing the wind. Cody's made of birds. No. Okay, what's Cedric uh, gonna do? I, I'm the freaking Australian the bride, so. Cedric is rolling for stealth. Stay back with the princess. Cedric is rolling Myself. for stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric rolls a three. We'll three is the curse of the threes, guys. Oh, Jeez, Louise. Yeah, right. I can't do this. We'll you not no, no. While we're still in the side, I'm gonna use the washroom real quick. That's why I put that there in disguise. I have ridiculous pluses to. It's actually 12. I need to know where the princess is. So it's actually 12. So you have a 12 stealth. Where are you going to stand? Probably enough. If you're I with I them, I you will be able to stand. Yeah, you, so you, yeah, can you can't her. stealth if you're with them. Yeah. Are you around, are you around people? Small, taller than you? Everyone's taller than me. Don't you have advantage since you're Lightfoot? I'd say be by her, so that way, you're, in case something happens, you're closer. Is that how Lightfoot works? I think so. That's how I read it. I don't have, roll again. Who cares? We got we to gotta do this. Well, uh, uh Another oh, three! Stop. He rolls another here. three. If you roll it again, it's another three. Just for fun, let's just roll it. A six? Oh, oh my gosh. Right. Hey, you're getting them all, all the bad. way now, right? No you're all bad Aren't today. That's just, why do you think I haven't been well, rolling? Got, Cody's gotten the best rolls in the last I've got a couple. It's because yeah. I've gotten so many nat 20s. It's just like, yeah, it's, now it's, it's the opposite. And you guys are in Thorn Realm. The gods are judging you. So. Uh, okay, so. Oh, no, you can just only to hide. Screw right. the gods. Either way, he got a three, so yeah. it doesn't make a difference. He got three so, on both, so. And I need now for Amon to do yep. a check for his acting. Mm-hmm. If he rolls a three. I have advantage, so. 18. 18. 20. 20. 20. Wow. No one He's is even the him. least bit suspicious of Amon. The at thing this is, point. I was going to roll a 1d10 as a, like, because of the ability I can have to for it. Ability check. I don't have to. Yeah, this beautiful music is playing. There's birds floating all around you. Lord Dell has you grasped in his arm, and he's just like, he doesn't. You even smell like the princess. Walking behind Amon and Lord Dell is Phileas, and walking ahead of them is Aerotol. Aerotol, the birds fly around. Birds are flying around. Beautiful music's playing. 
As you prepare the back enclosure, the guests begin to arrive in the chamber, a few at a time at first, and within an hour it has been completely filled with over a hundred guests. Chatter is heard as people of all races mingle in awe at the majesty of the chamber. Oriana and Lord Dell discreetly make their way in. Lord Dell goes to the back enclosure with the rest of you, while Oriana finds her way up to the front. With her cloak of elven kind she received from Phileas, she's able to shroud herself in secrecy. You see several familiar faces in the crowd. Minky uh, Boodle, the gnome warlock with burning yellow eyes, sits close to the back. Several dragon guards stand at the ready. The two at the entranceway slowly shut the large wooden doors, sealing the chamber. The seats in the pew begin to fill up even more as people then take their seats, and the clock moves closer to midnight. Percival stands at the back altar. He is somewhat hunched in his old age, a single eyebrow perking up as he looks to the heavens. The moonglow revealing his wrinkled face, long white hair encircling a shining bald head. He stands in front of the stone pillars. The seated audience ahead watches the sky above. The celestial planes, as I described them before, begin to move in towards the moon, one by one falling out of view as they meld into the white glow. As they do, bright spherical orbs appear on the pillars behind Percival, first a green orb, then an orange one, and then yellow. This continues on until each stone pillar has an orb hanging above it. The chamber darkens a bit as the eclipse begins overhead. As the room darkens, the glowing magical runes become brighter, as to not leave everyone in complete darkness. People of Varian, it is with great honor on this holiest of evenings to share with you a truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. The planes meld. Each of you in this room represent a different faction, race, or order from across the realm. Some of you may even be sitting beside a sworn enemy. Whatever your quarrels may be outside of the summit, know that you are now on holy ground, here before the gods themselves. Percival gestures an outstretched arm towards the entire audience. All are equal. The audience claps loudly as the room grows even darker, the eclipse almost completely encompassing the moon. The small amount of moonlight is dissipating. The room is mostly black with blue glows of the magical runes being the main light source. But before we commence with the naming of the next age, I have a special surprise for you all. As you are all aware, the War of Tears has been waging between the Sun Elves and Dwarves for 40 years. Some of you have only ever known this conflict. But tonight... Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> but tonight, we are going to end this conflict by killing each other. The crowd gasps as murmurs are heard through the audience. Tonight, Lady Oriana Severin, princess and heir to the throne of Everfay, shall be wed to Bronn Shattermall, the Iron Prince. The gasps grow louder, chatter filling the chamber. As witnessed by all of you and the gods themselves, the wedding cannot be contested nor denied. Through their marriage, they shall garner peace once again in the continent of Ettenvale, bringing an end to their father's war. So, if you would please do me a favor, 
and help me honor by standing for Princess Oriana Severin as he points down to the end of the hallway towards Amon, who's looking beautiful. The entire crowd rises as Amon, perfectly disguised as Oriana, wearing an elegant, beautiful white dress flowing tightly down his form. Yet comfortably, the last vestiges of moonlight shine upon him as he steps forward. Lord Del wraps his arm around Amon's, grasping tightly as he walks him down the aisle. Where do you go, Aerotol and Phileas? Where do you go? You need to find a spot and stay there. Here, like right close to the princess, um, but... Percival waves you off the actual stage. You're going to stay there? Yeah, because I'm so close to the princess, but... Yeah, the princess, eh? Lord Dell sort of uh, lets Amon go, hands Amon off to um, the Iron Prince Braun, and goes and sits beside the hidden Princess Oriana. And Braun looks up to you, Amon. <coughs> and I look down at him. Princess, you're as beautiful as you were last night. How wonderful that we will spend the rest of our lives together. He takes your hand. What do you say? Why, thank you, my prince. <laughs> and I totally and then I, you. And I put my hand on his. And he kisses your hand. He says, you taste lovely. <laughs> he says, Percival uh, is about to open his mouth. And then uh, Ron stops him. Wait. You know, there's something that I need to see. Oriana is a prize that no man is worthy of. And... That's why I wanted to get her something special. Something that she wouldn't see coming. And he reaches into his pouch and he's pulling something out. Because I'll just stand, I won't look it, but I'm ready for anything. And he takes out a small box and he opens it and within it is a beautiful ring. Do I see Cedric? If I look uh, around? Way out in the back, yeah. I just like gaze He's at still... him. I just gaze. <laughs> I win some, you lose some. It's funny either way. The world is gonna change today, Oriana. It's gonna change forever because we're gonna be together and we're gonna bring peace to our people and beyond. And I wanted you to have this. It belonged to my mother. And he hands it to you. And I. <laughs> Take it from him. You now have a ring that's worth 100,000 gold. Awesome. It is of dwarven make and is very ancient. <laughs> and Oriana's just like, oh no. Oh no. And the Percival says, well, that's surprising. I just look at him and be like, yes it is. Then shall we begin? I guess so. Percival removes a dusty tome from his pouch, blowing away some dust before opening its pages and beginning to read. It is said that marriage is one of the most sacred oaths known to... Perception check, everybody. (coughs) Oh my gosh. (sighs) See, Ray's just pointing at his sheet everywhere. It's It's like, what are you doing? It's just 10. (laughs) 17. Who has the highest... Me. What do I use again? Uh, wisdom. Perception's wisdom. It's, yeah. Oh. Oh. If you're... Uh, 24. Oh. 
and uh, you, you just hear um, Percival drain, droning on and on. It's a nice wedding ceremony. As this is happening, Aerotel, you hear something, some sort of ruckus outside. Like out main entrance outside? Outside of this hall. The what doors are shut. Okay. Would your alarm inform you of anything? And then your alarm goes crazy. Well, Absolutely that should have gone off like way. No, no, just at this ago. moment. Uh, okay. Percival's in the middle of the Yeah, he's speech. in the middle. He keeps speaking. He's just like, I'm going to let you decide what, what you do while, while he's speaking. So like, I, I have 17. I get nothing. I feel nothing. No. Okay. No. Um, you always need something. I, I, I was just asking the question. I, There's no point. I guess in maybe maybe you, you, you perceive and see that Aerotol's looking like he hears something. How about that? Well, well like, well, you two are like, look, look at each other and be like, uh, like outside. The unity of marriage is something that's sacred. Whether or not it is with. The Ben he just waves you Which, away. Silence. It's whether or not it is on the planes, meld or not. We and everybody's murmuring like, why are they interrupting? Over. <clears throat> it's happening. Can I do a perception check? See if That's going. where we're going to end it. <laughs> That's the end of this episode of the Stubborn Heroes. Thank you everybody for listening. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes. And give us an iTunes review. We would really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Stubborn Heroes. You can also follow me, Adam the DM, at Omidius, O-M-I-D-I-I-O-U-S. You can follow Cody. At Cody Capote, C-O-D-Y, K-O-P-O-D-Y. You can follow Billy. I'm Cedric Quo. And until next time, bye. 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 Au revoir.